This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, July 16th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. The rate of uninsured Americans has declined since the rollout of Obamacare. But what does that say about the kinds of coverage these newly insured Americans can expect? Michael Tanner is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. He comments on the new surveys. Since the, uh, we'll say, challenging rollout of uh, Obamacare and its uh, exchanges, we have seen a fairly sizable reduction in uh, the number of people, the share of the population that is uninsured. Well, and I think we have to admit that that's the case. Uh, certainly, there are still some open questions. Uh, for example, we've seen a decline recently in the unemployment rate. That means some people are getting jobs that were previously uninsured. And because we link health insurance to employment in this country, if we get more people with jobs, will you expect to see a decline in the uninsurance rate? But I think it's fair to say that the Affordable Care Act has had something to do with that. That means something of a mea culpa for people like me who thought that the rollout was so messed up that they wouldn't get the number. Uh, On the other hand, uh, I think we'd need to be careful before we get too excited about what we're achieving. I mean, basically, this shows that if you give away something for free and close to 90 percent of the people signing up are either subsidized or on Medicaid, uh, if you give away something for free, uh, some people will take it. Now, a large share of those people who are newly insured, they've paid premiums? Somewhere around 85 to 90 percent of people who have paid their first premium uh, we expect to see a little bit of a drop-off uh, in the enrollment rates as, as the premiums come due in the future. But it's probably safe to say about 90 percent of the enrollees will stay. But the public sector has yet to offer, offer up its contribution and the cuts to other federal programs that seem never to arrive have never arrived. Well, and that's an important point that, uh, say, you know, if you give away something for free, people will take it. But of course, nothing really is free. All we're doing is transferring the cost to others. Uh, And in this case, the cost has risen significantly. Uh, The number of subsidized individuals has gone up. uh, So therefore, the cost of subsidizing them has increased. And in fact, we don't actually know how much this is going to cost. The Congressional Budget Office recently gave up on trying to estimate future costs for the program. Uh, in part because the president completely changes it every couple of weeks and they just couldn't keep up with the changes. There are still unanswered questions. We have a long experience with uh, various health insurance arrangements that we've had in the United States. This is uh, a big shift in how a lot of people get their coverage. Can we say with any confidence anything about the quality of the coverage that these people have been provided? Well, we do know that in many cases the networks of providers are very small, Uh, that they don't have a great deal of choice of physician. We know that many of the best hospitals and doctors are not included in the networks of coverage. Uh, Places like Sloan Kettering or uh, Cedars-Sinai in California are not necessarily included in many of these plans. Uh, so that the quality might not be there. The big question is going to come on on cost. Uh, Has this bent the cost curve downward like we were promised? Certainly it doesn't appear to be that if you look at the first quarter uh, increases in healthcare costs, uh, they've risen uh, for the first time in several years, uh, much faster than they'd been rising previously, I should say. So that would suggest that if you're giving more people more stuff, it costs more money, which shouldn't be a big surprise. Beyond the narrow statistic of the uh, uninsured rate going down quite a bit. There are, of course, millions of people who lost their coverage and had to sign up for sometimes lower quality, higher cost 
coverage as well. Well, we know about five to six million people were forced to change their plans because they were not uh, Obamacare compliant. Uh, most of those found coverage, but sometimes it was coverage that didn't include their previous physician or hospital. Uh, sometimes it was coverage that cost quite a bit more, so they were certainly not better off. Uh, and a substantial number did not find coverage and are newly uninsured as a result of this. Uh, we also know that premiums uh, rose substantially last year, and we're just beginning to get the premium hikes that are coming in for next year. The, the insurance companies are submitting their 2015 rates, and it's beginning to look like we're going to see double-digit increases in the 10 to 20 percent range in most states going forward. Some of that will, of course, be shifted to taxpayers through subsidies, but it, a lot of people are going to end up paying more again next year. Well, I think in many ways, the focus on simply how many people have enrolled is asking the wrong question. It's relatively easy to go out and put a piece of paper in people's hands that says, you now have health insurance. It doesn't tell us anything about whether or not they're getting access to care or quality care. About half of the people who've been newly enrolled, for example, are simply in Medicaid. And we know that Medicaid is lousy health insurance. In fact, if you look at the Oregon experiment, it may be no better than having no health insurance. So uh, what have we accomplished in terms of bang for our buck? Michael Tanner is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.